Welcome to Watching with the Beer. I'm Mark. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm <done. laughs> he almost forgot uh, his own name. <laughs> I was actually waiting for you to butt in. I, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm watching with the beer. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 4, Chapter 12, The Siege of the Mandalorian. And then we'll probably talk a few other things, depending on how quick we get through this, since it's pre-game Chiefs. You may start here in a bit. So um, I'm right now drinking a KC beer from, well, beer from Boulevard. Uh, Plaid Habit. It's Canadian Whiskey Barrel Aged Imperial Brown Ale. Limited release, 12 and a, well, not quite 12 and a half, 12.4%. And you would have already thought he already had a whole one. I'll be all fucked up before game's over. Obviously, and you're having the Flock of Flamingos, which you've had a few (laughs) times on here. And um, let's see, what else have I had since the last go-round? Oh, anyway, on this beer, it's nice, sweet, not overly sweet, malty. Um, got that whiskey taste, and I think that booze is hitting pretty well. I'm giving this one a four and a half. And so other things I've had was the El Goza, which you've had on here from Avery. I don't know if it was getting a little older or something. I only gave it a 375. It seemed a little off to me. I wasn't getting a whole lot of the lime and stuff on it. So, I don't know, it was decent, but... And we had it right after some fish tacos, so it went perfect. And then the other big hitter was the KBS from Founders, the Maple Mackinac Fudge. That was good. Yeah. I gave that one a 4.75. Bourbon barrel aged, regular KBS. And they, um, I don't know, I got a lot of the, in in the nose, bourbon, maple, fudge, and some nuttiness, kind of like cons what I got out of it and pretty much that's what it was with in the flavor along with um, a coffee finish so even though they're not quite uh, craft or well they're definitely not independent anymore because I think they're they used to be like 30% owned by someone else I think it's gone to like 90% so uh, the reviews are just too damn high and good on this one overall I had to go ahead and break down for 23 bucks for a four pack so but it was tasty for sure so anything that you've had no okay let's get into this then we start off with the razor crest and flying off trying to get oh well he's trying to get the child He's still trying to do some repairs in midair. It's child labor. Yeah, Aren't yeah, child exactly, labor child labor. Well, he's like in this little freaking area. It's so goddamn small. I don't know how anybody else would have worked on it. No. But he's telling him to pull the red wire. He's holding oh, one no. wire. Pull the blue and put the red. Well, no, first the oh, red's okay. still in there. Oh. Okay. So he's telling him to pull the red while he's got the blue still in his hand. And then he wants him to plug the red in where the blue he was. was. And I don't touch. Instead, he puts it right back. Yeah, he puts the blue right back. And then, yeah, then he pulls it back out. And he's telling him, whatever you do, hold them apart. You know, do not touch them. And, of course, he gets a nice little shock. Poor little guy. And it starts smoking. (laughs) And so he, um, well, kind of gives up on that. That's the end of that. And he says, well, we're not going to make it to wherever the fuck. Um, Their destination. Yeah. What was it? 
Corvus, Corcus, Corvin, or Cor- yeah, Corvus, Corvus, blah, blah, blah. yeah, in in the shape that the ship was in. So he said, "Well, let's go see some friends for repairs. We're gonna go to Navarro." And who do we got there? Well, we'll see in a minute because first we have a scene with the walrus people. I don't remember what the fuck these people, these this species was called, but it was the like the guy that was in. Um, a New Hope at the cantina that was kind of pushing Luke around and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. cut his arm off. There was a group of those guys. They just seemed to be assholes. And they were getting ready to make dinner. Yeah, they were a bunch of pricks. And, well, of course, they were wanted. And these guys were kind of wanted, too. Looks like they got kind of like a squirrel in the cage, but he's kind of a mir- mix between a meerkat and you said in a mongoose or mm-hmm. something. But yeah, he acts a lot like a meerkat. And then we have the marshals show up. Mm-hmm. And she starts kicking all their asses using her... Well, of course, she's MMA, but um, looks like she was using a lot of wrestling moves. She's huge. Yeah, and she looks really big. I didn't remember her looking this big last season. I think her head shrank. <laughs> her head shrank and misproportioned to the rest of her. It's know. a little bit misproportioned, I believe, yeah. No. She just is really I mean, big. She doesn't look, you know, like real fat or anything, but she's just thick. Thick as fuck. And so obviously it's Gina Carano showing up. Cara Dune. Car- Car- yeah. Well, Cara, Cara. I think it's Cara Dune, yeah. Or as Carl Weathers, Grief Carga calls her, Marshall Dune. Marshall <laughs> Dune, yeah. And anyway, those guys apparently were selling a bunch of stolen goods. Because she grabbed them all and said she's going to give them back to who they belong to when she was talking to the little rat guy. The little guy. Yeah, she saved him. And Razor Crest lands. They meet old Mando there. And he asks how his credit is because he needs some repairs done. Mm-hmm. And so um, Grief says, well, you know, I'll get my best people on it. And you don't have to worry about his credit. And he grabs the child. He's so happy to see him. Oh, I know. He, he really loves that little guy. Yeah. He picks him up, carries him. And... I think everybody loves the little guy, though, to be honest. Except for, well, later on. But... And then a couple of repair guys show up, and one of them's this bug-eyed-looking thing. And he stares as they walk off, so you know he's up to no good. Mm-hmm. And that's how it always, always goes. Yep. And so... They go ahead and drop off the child at a school, telling Mando, you know, hey, well, he says, you know, you know, he stays with me, but they're like, oh, no, he's safe. He'll be safe here. Well, and the thing is, is that, I mean, it's amazing to have a school in the first place. Yeah, how, you know. I was kind of surprised when they were taking him to the school. Um, they set him down in an empty chair there, and all the kids are kind of looking at him and laughing. And whispering, and yeah. Whispering back and forth. And... He's next to this boy who's sitting there eating cookies. They look like little macaroons. Well, they are or, or blue-coated Oreos or something. Macaroons are like really popular now, so yeah. they don't yeah. get those. And it's like in a silver plastic. I guess they had plastic then too. Co- <laughs> <laughs> um, wrapping, and we got a three PO unit. That's the teacher. Mm-hmm. And so little. The child puts out his hand, you know, he for a cookie, one. he wants a cookie, and the kid looks at him and says, no. no. And 
So the child gets his sad little face, and um, <laughs> while the kid's sitting there paying attention to the teacher, believe it or not, mm-hmm. he does his little mojo. He does a little bit of force. <laughs> and next thing you know, he's sitting there eating one of them cookies. And that kid looks over like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, I don't think, I think everybody loves him so much they give him whatever he wants, so he's not used to hearing no, probably. Yeah, well, if he does, he knows how to take care of it, obviously. True. You know, um, and the kid wasn't sharing, so he was an asshole, so there you go. So Mando and the other two head off to, well, I guess it's Grief's um, shop or business. Yeah. And... Um, the blue guy from the very first episode, I can't remember his name. I need they to pay call him attention. Well, he's, he is a polylog <laughs> or something like that. Anyway, so he's good with numbers, apparently. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he kind of does a little bit of... Um, Creative accounting. Accounting, yeah. Yep. He gets in trouble. and So he's now having to work off 350 years of debt. So they must have a pretty long, long lifespan. Very long, yeah. But then he also mentions how... You know, being in carbonite, still his left eye is still <laughs> fucked up from that. Um, but anyway, um, Grief's telling Mando they could really use his help, and um, she brings out kind of a map of the planet and says, you know, overall this is a pretty much the entire planet's a green zone. It's all safe except for this one sector, and it. Is it's basically got a base. Yeah. I mean, it's an imperial base. Right. And supposedly has a skeleton crew on it. You know, and they just want. Supposedly there's a bunch of weapons, weapons there. Yeah. And they just want to go ahead and get rid of the weapons and make it a completely habitable, friendly planet. Yeah, they want them off of there. Yes. You know, supposedly there's just you know small group of. Troops there. Yeah, skeleton crew. Yeah, skeleton crew not really doing anything. But said Moff Gideon's been kind of interested in this. Um, But yeah, they want to kind of be able to open up as trade area for the entire, you know, sector. Sector, you're right. And so they take off in a four-seat speeder. Hadn't seen this before. It's Luke's speeder doubled. Yeah. Because not only has it got four seats, it's got four engines. It's got the two on the side and... You know, it kind of makes a diamond shape with the four of them. And so the blue guy really doesn't want to mess with any of this. <laughs> he doesn't really want to do anything, no. to be honest. No, he's a chicken shit. <clears throat> and he seems like just a lazy ass, to be honest. So Grief says that, you know, he'll knock off 100 years of his... I thought it was only 50. No, it was 100 originally. Oh, it was 100? Okay. Yeah, off of it. I'd knock 100 years off his life. <laughs> You know, if you're going to help him out more, he says, you know, you're going to take us to the front door. And yeah. that's when he says, you know, I'll knock 100 years off of your sentence or whatever. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do that. And he goes, well, you know, you can always walk back home and, you know, have to deal with this the heat and stuff. Yeah, and he's got what, a desert. Heat- He's and got he a said, humid, humidity vest, vest yeah. to keep him kind of, because he's kind of fish-like. Yeah, keep him moist. His, and he's probably got gills somewhere. Yeah. Besides up in here, he might have some on his body. Yeah, kind of like um, the deep. Mm-hmm. He's got some on his Ooh. chest. Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go to open the front door, and 
They can't because the controls are all melted and they're like, oh, mustn't be rated for lava. And, um, like, well, you know, just cheap Imperial shit. And, of course, Mando, he, he's looking up. He's, fuck it. He yep. takes jets up and goes up and knocks a stormtrooper down and yep. opens the door for him. I mean, and, guy wanted to fly. Yep. So... You know, he, they get up there. He's already taken out three others. And so they're talking about one way to take care of this is they're going to um, empty the cooling lines in the reactor that's in the heat shaft. Mm-hmm. And he says, and, you know, we do that, and the base will pretty much go up in minutes. Oh, yeah. So they end up at the shuttle bay. There's um, some guys at the control. Well, they take the one guy out at the control there. And um, they find out where the heat shaft is, and the computer screen there. Um, then the blue guy, he... He has to go in there. Has to. And, and it's just like it, Ben... It's, you know, yeah, it's like Obi-Wan yeah, in Kenobi went. episode four. Except Ben's was Hope. a little bit more... Yeah, it was much higher. It was much higher and well, he didn't have to go and lava, farther out. But you would have died no matter what. But yeah, this terminal looked just like the one that mm-hmm. Ben had to shut down the tractor beam on. Right. Except for he didn't have to go across the big long walk. He just kinda had to step off, but it still it was narrow. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was afraid <laughs> he's like, Well, you know, this is where I think he says I'll knock another fifty years off. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. But um, but you can look down and you see all the lava, so yeah. you know for sure that you know it wouldn't take much for you to be a goner. No, and then um, once they get that down, he said, you know, we only have about ten minutes at most to get mm-hmm. the fuck back out of here. Yep. And so they go back into another area. There's two guys at a panel. They end up taking them out, but the one guy destroyed one of the panels, which. Well, Apparently they, was hiding some major information. Right, because the other one guy, other guy yells at him, you know, destroy it. You know, he's yelling at the one guy in front of that panel to destroy something. You know, so you figure that he's talking about the panel. You know, and which is what he done. He shot it up, and then we see some humanoid-looking creatures behind some glass in some fluid. Right, you know, like you sort. see, uh, the pod. Children and black lightning, right? You know, exactly. Just exactly. one of those deals where the you know in the fluid behind glass, or you know Resident Evil world. Yep. Every each and, and every time, pods, yeah. yeah. They put so, her back in that fluid. Yeah. And so they realize that this really isn't a military operation; it's actually a lab. Yep. And Mando's like, I don't like this. He's, <laughs> I got a bad feeling <laughs> about this. Um, but then they, you know, they accidentally um, enact this recording. Hologram, yeah. Yeah. Of talking about, you know, experiments and... Yeah. Even though it was voluntary. they I noticed they said voluntary. Uh, volunteers were in the experiment. But they said they need, you know... The, well, so at first there was promising effects and the body rejected the blood. Right. And then the way, and then when as they keep talking, you can tell they're talking about the child. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was a scientist from season one that was there with the child. Mm-hmm. And and seemed like he was an all right guy. Uh, but he says, yeah. 
you know, he said, I was only, in this hologram, he's actually talking to Moff Gideon. Yep. But um, he said he was only able to extract a little bit of blood from the child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, without killing him, he said, in order for the experiments to continue, he needs to get more blood from the child. Right. And, well, they're thinking, well, maybe this is pretty old because Mando, for some reason, thinks Moff Gideon's dead. And they're like, uh, no, this is only two days old. Yeah. So he's like, I need to get back and get the kid right now. So he flies off. Yep. So yeah, he goes back to the reactor area, flies up, um, up in the chasm, <clears throat> and um, well, this trooper falls, <laughs> and it's the old Hollywood Wilhelm scream. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I couldn't remember the name of it. I had to look it up. I, I knew the scream immediately. It's like, God damn it, what was the name of that scream? Because it, it's been used, I think, since the 40s or some uh -huh. shit. They use it all the time. And so you, you get the old Wilhelm scream out of there. And um, so the other three, they get inside one of the kind of, or, or actually it's kind of like a tank yeah. in a way. Yeah. It's a transport tank or something. Uh -huh. I forgot, the blue guy mentioned what it was called and how much it's worth on the black market, whatever. But, um, yeah, it, it looked more like a... But it's an know, older ship. Transport why it's with, worth more, I think. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Transport with a couple of guns on the turret mm -hmm. on it. Um, so they take off, running around up top there. Well, there's only one way to get that fucker is to drop off. And boy, and so do they drop off. She goes ahead and takes off. It's and almost they, like surfing. Yeah. <laughs> they drop the fuck out of, off of the platform there, and they land right on top of the speeder. Crush it. And which was the polywog speeder? Because he goes, yeah. we um, landed on my, on my speeder. <laughs> or, um, yeah. Yeah, this is a speeder. And then the troopers, the stormtroopers that come out, are on speeder bikes. Yep. And so they start... Well, two of them crash into each other. Kind of reminds you a little bit of um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And then we got Carl or whatever the fuck his name. <laughs> Grief. Grief. Yeah. Um, he he goes to the turret, takes over, and it's got like an. It's still an old school. I mean, this mm -hmm. is apparently only like what four years after, five years after Return of the Jedi, I think. So somewhere in that range, it's got like still the old school kind of targeting mm -hmm. system and. Yeah, so, from Star Wars. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So there's a couple of them coming, one of them on each side of them. She slams one of them into the cliff wall. Mm -hmm. The other one he'd gotten off of his bike, climbed up on top. Well, of course, you know, he's not able to target him. But at one point he's standing up on the tank getting ready to drop a <laughs> grenade. And he was able to get the turret around and targeted and just... Wipe that just by out. chance because he didn't know he was up there no that was a complete chance move yeah so yeah he goes and then we got some TIE fighters showing up and he ain't hitting them for shit yeah he's a very he's hitting the chasm walls and, and I thought maybe he was trying to set it up to you know blow chunks of the, I did too you know I did cliffs off and to hit. bounce off of the TIE fighters yeah and, and take like them that. out that but way but obviously he wasn't no, he, he was just not. couldn't shoot worth shit. No, he was totally missing. He even told him at one point, you know, you like, try, you come back yeah, here and try this. Get your ass back here and try this. And so, because she said he wasn't doing a very over. good job. 
No. <laughs> then we got um, the Razor Crest shows up and starts shooting a couple of them down. He ends up taking three out, I think, total. Well, you got the child sitting in his little seat. <laughs> he's got his arms raised like, like he's on a roller coaster. Yep, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> and what's he doing while doing that? He's got some little blue cookies he's still got eating Got his little on. cookies still, yep. And mm -hmm. So Mando takes out the last three of the TIE fighters. And they're done fighting. And he looks back and the child spits up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a, l a little pukey <laughs> after all that excitement. and Well, part of it was his, when he went up and was coming back down, did kind of like yep, the drop. It, it dropped, yeah. Yeah, he did the drop. That would make your stomach plummet. Is, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. He was not ready for that. Yeah, because we don't eat on a roller coaster. <laughs> not yeah. a good idea. No. <clears throat> and grief, you know, kind of wants him to stick around or whatever and. He asks how much he owes him. He's like, well, we're even now, you know, three pairs. Yeah. And um, Mando's like, well, you know, I got to get going. I got to go someplace else. He's like, I'll buy you a drink or something. Yeah. He's, he's like, well, him. I've also got some onboard maintenance. Of course, referring <laughs> to, to cleaning up the child. And here he is trying to still fly and clean up the child at the same time, just kind of doing a real quick wipe at it. Yeah. And then we got the rebel cop that was on the ice planet that stopped Mando showing up mm -hmm. and talking to everybody about what happens and that the you know, is asking grief about the razor crest and he mm -hmm. goes, Well it shows in your whatever the hell your boarding should or yes, your yeah, landing kind of log. log or whatever yeah. that it uh, showed up and goes, Well, you know how this stuff is. Yeah. It wasn't here. And um so he then is talking to the marshal and tells her, you know, well, we could really use you. You got a good, you know, record with the military and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I'm not a joiner. And he goes, well, we really need a lot of local support to help, you know, keep this going, this fight against the Empire. And um, so he asked her about her being from Alderaan. Yeah. And if know, she, she says that she lost everybody. Yeah, everybody. And he says, well, I'm sorry for your loss. And he leaves a little plate with the insignia on it. And then we see a big Empire cruiser, mm. kind of like the opening of you know, the original Star Wars, or you've kind of seen it from you know below or whatever. Or the bitch The old it. shot. Yeah, it's got... <laughs> I fucking hate her. And what do you hate her from? Black Lightning. Because <laughs> she's a big bitch on that, too. Yep. <clears throat> and so so we have a female comms officer. And, well, she was talking to that bug guy, bug-eyed guy yeah. from the beginning, which I mentioned was, was going to be something not good. And so she goes and sees... Good old Moff Gideon mm -hmm. and says, well, our source has confirmed that, you know, he still has the asset and that the tracker is on the Razor Crest. So, yeah, Moff says, well, we'll be ready. And they got all these, I don't, I'm not sure if there's anybody in them or if they're just the suits, but there's 
like some sort of black trooper suits lined up. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. No, well, maybe next episode. Actually, it'll probably be two episodes away because obviously seem he's to go, gonna. They bop back and forth. Yeah, Mando's gonna go off to Corvus to find the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And. They'll probably be too busy with. Well. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. I assume next episode will probably focus more on that. But this one was directed by Carl Weathers, and actually, this is a pretty good episode overall. Yeah, it was. I really liked it. Yeah, directed by Carl, and of course, Favreau's been writing, I think, all of them. So, yeah, this is quite enjoyable. Yeah, I still get to have uh, the child uh, humor here and there. Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of good action, and the action was done well. The fighting, and you know, all the weapons and just everything. I I think it did a great job on this one. Yeah, I like this one. I liked it better than the last one. Than the last episode. I mean, the fan service stuff was kind of more in the background on this one. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, quite felt as forced as or, the last know, episode. Crammed down your yeah. throat or anything. So overall, yeah, I enjoyed this one. Well, I like this, again, this only group about of people, 35 minutes too. or so. Even yeah. the dumbass little polywog. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I do like this group of people. Yeah. So we'll see where it heads. And then I guess we'll mention the other show we watched the other night. Um, it was more set up than anything. Season 2, Episode 1. Oh. It is Dark Materials. Yes. <laughs> and... Yeah, you're right. It's more of a... Yeah, it's a setup for the whole thing. And, you know, it was... While watching it, it's been years since I've read the book. But um, it it kind of brought it back because Lyra and Will are meeting each other. Mm-hmm. And it it seemed familiar for some reason. The whole thing, it, it felt like they nailed it mm-hmm. with the way they interacted. And, you know, and they're in this third world... Right. Where, you know, I mean, he's seeing a demon for the first time, and he tells me, you know, demons where I come from mean something totally different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, something evil. Yep. And they don't see anybody, and then they finally see some kids, Mm -hmm. and all the adults are gone because of, God damn it, what were they? Shit. Uh, They... Not ghouls, but something like that. Fuck, I can't remember. But anyway, the... So all the adults are gone, and because they come and kind of take the control of the adults, and the girl tells Will that he's getting, or one of the girls they run into, they then find two girls. Two girls, right? That kind of help them feed them, and give them some food and stuff, and pop, and um, then you know they end up with another, a bigger group of kids later, but. Still told Will that he's getting close to being that age. Yeah, which he is. He's it starts with an S. I can't. It's the mat- it's the um, the maturity. I'm still looking yeah. at. It. Go ahead. But um, so anyway, the interaction with them and the place they were staying, everything just I don't know felt so real. It was. Oh, specters. Yeah, specters. Okay. I could think of ghouls. I was thinking the ghasts or whatever from the first season, the cliff ghasts. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so the specters. 
And for an episode that really didn't have a whole lot going on, there was still enough there. You had like, Coulter and the Magisterium. Yeah. And I like how they did the, uh, the one adult they did find. Because yeah. they are, there's just like... Mm-hmm. It reminds you kind of a zombie, but not. Yeah. He's just kind of going along. He's got gray eyes. Yeah, his eyes are clouded the, over the a specters bit. Specters, yeah. you know, take him over. They basic well, they don't basically have a soul anymore. There's really nothing there yeah. that makes them an individual. It's just now a body that just goes around and does nothing. Yeah, and of course, Coulter's looking for her. Her daughter. daughter. And Which culture you always end up having a mixed feelings about. Well, yeah. I mean, she definitely is a bitch. And you don't know whether she's got Lyra's best interest at heart, which generally I would say, not really. More no, of her own. But she has, uh, she does care about her daughter more than... Dad? More than Dad does. Yeah. Dad doesn't give a shit. That's true. He's a pile of crap and so you know you find that these other people well and and it's really true throughout the whole all the books and the shows everybody else loves her more than her parents definitely everybody even though she was a quite a wild child it didn't mean anything I mean yeah she was a wild child but everybody still loved her a lot more than her parents ever did or ever would yeah, and then you know the magisterium's involved a little bit here, helping her. We're going back to the Catholic and, kind of church. Oh yeah, feel to that. No, it is pretty much all it is. Yeah, and well, the main guy, or the fuck you want to call him, he gets off, and so this right hand man, he's kind of reluctant about taking his place. Only because he just doesn't want to get caught. Well, yeah. It's not not really, you know. But she kind of tells him, hey, you know, you can take this power. That's because she's very good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, because she knows she can't have it. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a man. So she can manipulate him, yep. and she knows it. And she's very good at manipulating most people. Yes. Except for Lyra. Except for Lyra. <laughs> well, and at first she kind of does... In the first season. Yeah, but that's because Lyra's well, just spellbound. Yeah, I mean, by just, her. Yeah, her intelligence and, and everything else. Her so, travels. Yeah, and, so you can see that because those are the things that she aspired to do for herself. Yes. Oh. And Because women were still supposed to be meek and sit in the background. See, I, I think it was a good start to this next season. I know some of the... Stuff I read wasn't too iffy on it, but if you don't know the books, you you don't realize that this is just all set up for mm, everything yeah. else. I mean, you had to bring these two together. You you know, <clears throat> they got to meet somewhere. Well, and, some and you, you don't... Because Will's I, a big part of the stories from here on yes, out. Yes, and you don't understand that these are two worlds that have never touched each other really before. Mm that they know of and they don't understand each other he doesn't understand you know Mm -hmm. how they live and it's vice versa it's it's completely different you know a lot of the cities are different or whatever except for oxford oxford yes (laughs) yeah they both have an oxford 
And it's just, you know, they may have some similarities, but when you see something you've never seen before, never dealt with before, it's scary. Mm-hmm. And they're kids. They still are kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lyra was probably what, 11 or 12 at this point. And, and um, maybe a little bit older, but I think in the book she was fairly young compared to Will. <clears throat> yeah, so, yep, I thought that was a good start. Um, then I guess we can talk a little bit about that other show we've been watching from a few years ago. Yeah, The Leftovers. The Leftovers. We finished season two, and I believe it was episode six was a holy fucking shit moment. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil this shit, because, man, I'm, you need to watch it. It's fucking unbelievable. And, you know, if we have been watching at the time when it was one episode a week, we've been going... Oh fuck! I got to wait a week to see what the fuck happens. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit! I I could imagine if they would have left that as a cliff cliffhanger for a season, that would have been really fucking nuts. But actually, the season wraps up in a good place. No cliffhanger. No cliffhanger. I mean, was, you know, there's still a well, lot yeah, of I mean, stuff to be done. Well, it's shit to be done, but yeah. there wasn't really a cliffhanger. Like after that episode was like, I mean, I was totally stunned. You saw my face. I was just like. Huh? What the fuck? Yeah. I just, I don't know what the fuck thing. The Damn near in shock. You got, you've got really several episodes that have bits and pieces of. True, but that one, wow. it, it, that's just how it ended. It was like, huh? Yep. What, what the fuck did I just see? You know, I mean, yep. can't recommend this, this show enough. Yeah, it's really good. Well written, well directed. Well acted, just no, everything. The acting, is, it, just the acting is good. You're just going, you know. By now, all these people should be batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all going through so much. Yeah. And um, and how they intertwine with each other, it's kind of uh, even if they're enemies or not. Right. Uh, yeah. There's it, just oh, in this episode, season we've only seen a couple episodes, and we had a huh moment <laughs> with a couple of the characters like. How the fuck that happened? Yeah. And so, so yeah, I, that's definitely, this is a show you don't want any spoilers on because holy fucking shit. But it's been totally enjoyable, but I, you know, I am glad that we have watched it at this point. Right. I think it would have driven me incredibly crazy. But know, that's the good thing about, crazy. but that's the good thing about shows only being there once a week. That's true. You don't have people You've got a whole week it. to dwell on it. Yeah. It's harder to be spoiled on it. Yeah. Because you got time to watch it instead of trying to get caught up because you never know where the fuck someone else is going to be in the whole oh, goddamn yeah. episode I, line where they can spoil shit in no time. But there is so much to think about because sometimes you don't know exactly... This is one thing you can't predict. You can predict a lot of DC TV shows. You can sit there and know the next step is blah, 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 and stuff like that. It's very, very, very predictable. This is not, you know. And I felt um, they that in a way they could be just like a few other shows like The 100 and Game of Thrones where if they wanted to off somebody at any moment, they could. Oh, yeah, they definitely could. This is a show that I think would not feel bad about doing that either. Mm -mm. And then... The Outpost, our Outpost? guilty pleasure show. I can't help it. I which, like that. Yeah, but I don't know if you can really call it such a guilty pleasure anymore. It's really quite good. Yeah, 
Yeah, it is. You know, doesn't the cheese factor still there in yeah. a sense? Yeah, but, but not. Yeah, like it seemed that very first episode we watched when I was like, I don't know man. about this. <laughs> the whole thing looks so cheap and everything, but we stuck with it just for the hell of it. And I because really like it, it dealt with you know kind of fantasy type stuff. And, yeah. And now, yeah, I mean, we're the fourth season in, I think yep. it is, and fucking loving it. Yeah, and she is such a badass. And she really yeah. is. And now we got more Monk this season. <laughs> He's yeah. a big goofball. Yes, and you really but like his character. Fun. Oh, yeah. He, no, it's Janzo's brother. Of course yeah. you're going to. And Janzo, you have to like. I mean, he's such love a Janzo. nerd. Yeah. So, yeah. I just want one one to die. That's okay. That's my guilty pleasure of death on that one. We don't need that asshole. <laughs> and well, then Talon may say otherwise. Eh, she know. But and then there are some characters that you, at first you're going, "Oh my god, he is such an arrogant ass," or something like that. Right. And then you end up liking them, you know, because I they. Who you talking about there? They turn around. They change a little bit and stuff yep. like that. So, yeah, it's it's really a good show. I like it. I've enjoyed it. And then I guess, oh, the, well, we finished Pen 15. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. Seriously crazy and fucked up. Yeah. That, I mean, boy, do you not want to go back in your life at that time. No, you don't want to go back to being <laughs> a teenager. Um, then one other thing, I don't know if you've even heard, I'm sure you've seen this somewhere, but... Johnny Depp being fired from Fantastic Beasts. Yes, or, yes, yes. Well, we talked about that. Or left or whatever. Oh, did we already mention that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, fuck. Well, No, anyway. you and I talked about okay. it. We didn't talk about it. Well, anyway, he's gone and Mads Mikkelsen's supposed to be taken over. Hmm. So that should be interesting, but after this last movie, did I really give a shit? No. The no. movie was terrible. <clears throat> yeah. As much as I love The Wizarding World, I just thought that movie was shit. Yeah, so... Johnny Depp is... They forced too much stupid crap. Didn't need... Why is McGonagall there to begin with? Didn't need to mention McLagan. That name didn't need to come up. You know, it's yeah. like, why? I mean, it they wasn't like he was a big part of the other one. It's like she just was feeding shit she... Just in there. Well, it's like there's only five wizarding throw families. Back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's just well, use the, this wizarding family throughout... Time. Well, and then make like that. what's his face credence of fucking Dumbledore too. At the yeah. End. What the fuck's that about? That's just fucking dumb. So you're telling me later mm-hmm. Albus didn't know about this. This guy never came up as whatever the fuck. I mean, obviously he's gonna come out and not be family. I don't know. Whatever. No, I don't it think just he is, but... seems like weird shit that credence was never brought up in any other. You know, others that they should have. She's. You know, it's fine to introduce him, but to make him, I don't know, Dumbledore, and he's never mentioned in Harry Potter. Yeah. So, no. whatever. That just, I don't know, it, it was long overdrawn. It really was just, I don't know. It wasn't good. Well, I didn't like... I haven't rewatched that one. Well, I didn't like the fact that, you know, Johnny Depp was in it in the first place. They should have never... Well, a lot of people didn't. I mean, well, first, like this, some of those two, he's not even, you know, a European or British actor. Mm-mm. You know, he, they should have stuck with all their normal Harry Potter stuff. You know, it's fine if he would have been someone from, you know, the Wizarding World 
In the United States. From, yeah. You know, in America. Yeah. If it would have been part of... I don't even remember what the fuck they're called. I'm so irritated with that shit. But, um... Yeah, it would have been fine if he would have been part of there. But to play Grindelwald? No. No. And yes, not where he's from. we know. I mean, his he name can, is Grindelwald. He can only oh, do hello. his pirate accent anyway. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> I think that he does his pirate shit when he's asleep. That's the only thing he can do anymore. And now... Yeah. See, they could have made him a wizard as old as Dumbledore is by the end of Harry Potter. <laughs> And he could have been over in America. <laughs> and, you know, Jack Sparrow, the pirate wizard. And we don't need Jack Sparrow forever. You know, so he didn't need to be... Definitely not. And that's the only thing he does. He has one shtick, and that's it. <laughs> but, yeah. I, anyway, Mads will probably bring something better to it. And, obviously, she's getting help with the screenplay on this next one. But I just don't see this where it's going to be able to make five movies now. Well, I don't either because people don't like her anymore. Well, nobody's going to see her. No, people aren't going to see her. But she doesn't have the following she had before. No. People don't like off. her. Well, a lot of people didn't like this last movie. Yeah. I think those who liked it at first, it's probably kind of like with... Um, God damn it. Phantom Menace when Star Wars oh. returned. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh. And then when you look back later, it's like, that wasn't as good as I first thought it was. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And definitely, I'm sure a lot of people thought that when they watched that the second time. Yeah. Right? It's just not a rewatchable movie. The first one wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was fun. Yeah. You know, but it kind of reminds you a little bit of Sorcerer's Stone. You know, it gave you some of that magical stuff. Yeah, you know, brought to it, but anyway, I think that's about all I got right now. <laughs> the dog got, had something you know, to say. Oh yeah, dogs. <laughs> dogs almost always have something to say. Good thing they're just laying there. And but anyway, I'm M Counter six 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 on Untapped, and she's MC Vampire, and we can be reached at Tonabeer at Gmail dot com, and we're out.